Hey everyone, this is your host Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Aren't you tired of talking heads just talking? Black Gamut Entertainment is vowing to change the industry. We podcast with a purpose and our shows have goals. If you want to help make a change, then come join the Black Gamut family. Together, we make a difference. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Chris G from Blurred's Eye View. Thank you for tuning in. Blurred's Eye View is a podcast that covers a multitude of subjects that are tied into geek pop culture from a POC point of view. And great news, everyone. Blurred's Eye View is now a part of the Black Gamut Entertainment family. So now you can listen to the podcast there as well. So tune in after the show to hear more about the Black Gamut Entertainment. And now on to our show. I have two lovely guests here are making strides in the cosplay world and in the pop culture world. So first up, is Lynn Marie, better known as Purple Stargazer Cosplay, best known for her cosplay as Misty Knight, and most notably Wonder Woman. She's been cosplaying since 2013, and she hopes to be a role model for young girls everywhere to embrace their geekiness and to, can be, and to be comfortable with whom they are. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you. All right. And next up, we have Tranquil Ashes Cosplay. She's a multi-talented artist who has distinguished herself as a makeup artist, body painter, organizer, and cosplayer who specializes in both uh, sewing and armor builds. Cosplaying for seven years, Tranquil brings a unique set of skills and experiences from growing up in Baltimore and sending, or spending several years in Japan. She's a champion of body positivity and a creator of brave geek spaces such as Cos Gala and an all-around magical muse. Thank you, Tranquil, for joining the show. Hi, happy to be here. I'm excited to have these two ladies, and I will tell you why. Uh, I met Lynn, what was it, two years ago in Philly? Probably, yeah. Yeah, two years ago. And we did the world of Wakanda photo shoot, so that was fun, which was amazing, by the way. Um, (laughs) She has done some great stuff with her her Shiri gauntlets. She's probably one of the first people I've seen who created her own Shiri gauntlets, and, and I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And Tranquil, some of the armor builds I've seen you do, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love what you've been doing. I love the body positivity angle, and I love that you're putting it out there and, it, and to see two black women showing the world that, hey, you don't have to be a white cosplayer to play a white character. You can be a black cosplayer and cosplay anyone. It goes across the board is across for all of those. So as far as the show is concerned, uh, I think we're going to start off with on this day in pop culture history. Uh, This is a a new segment for the show. And on this, so does anybody know what happened on July 19th on any date? (laughs) It's a couple (laughs) things. things. So this is why this is why I enjoy it. So on uh, 1977, Gladiator of the Shi'ar Imperial Guard 
first appeared in Uncanny X-Men 107 by Chris Claremont and Dave Cockrum. So that was one, that's one thing. Sync okay. in 19 in 1994 Sync of Generation X debuted in X-Men number 36 and in 2000 The Century who started out in the Wizard World magazine as an April Fool's joke actually appeared in Century Number 1 by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee, which I thought that was an amazing uh, twist on things, you know. Uh, (laughs) Also, on this day in July 19th, in 1985, E.T. the Extraterrestrial was first released. Uh, In in, in 1991, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was released. Also, in 1990, I'm sorry, that's 1991. In 1996, Tales from the Crypt TV series ended. I love that show. I missed that show. <laughs> <laughs> that show was a lot of fun. Also, in 1996, Michael Keaton's Multiplicity uh, was released. Shaquille okay. O'Neal's Kazam was released. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fled starring Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. The Frightener starring Michael Keaton, or not, I'm sorry, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox and Trainspotting uh, debuted in theaters. Now, The Frighteners is actually one of my favorite, next to Back to the Future, of course, uh, one of my favorite Michael Keaton, or Michael, keeps on Michael Keaton, because uh, I keep <laughs> having Batman on the mind. Uh, he's, Michael J. Fox is one of my favorite uh, actors in The Frighteners and, and Back to the Future, and I actually love that film, so. Also, the big news that's been coming out as of late has been the Storm casting rumors. And I don't know how many, it's to my count, there's at least 16 actresses. I'll go ahead and do a rundown of the, of the listing and you ladies tell me exactly who, what do you think? Who do you think is your best pick? Because my, I have three personal favorites myself. And we'll go from there. We'll talk more about that. So, uh, so starting at number 15 is Freema Ag- Aggieman, who was best known as the, the doctor's other half on Dr. Who. She also played a doctor. Uh, Ruth Nega from preacher, from preacher fame has been listed. Carrie Washington, Kiki Palmer, Tandy Newton, Sonequa Martin-Green from The Walking Dead fame. Janelle Monae, who's actually, after I seen that mock photo of her as Punk Storm, I'm like, okay, she she has a good look. (laughs) Um, Rosario Dawson, DeWanda Wise, who's the number two on my list. Mm -hmm. Sedale Noel from Netflix Glow. Gugu Mabathu Raw, who is also from Doctor Who and the movie Fast Color. The rumors cannot be true about this one, but it's Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> That's another one. We yeah. hope not. Yeah. Hope not. <laughs> uh, Naomi <laughs> Harris, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, and Kiki Lane. Uh, there is one more. She played the African goddess in American Gods. Yes. Uh, I is Badaki. Her last name is Badaki. I cannot remember her first name, but she's also like a favorite on my list. So what do you guys think about that list? Yeah. Or who are your favorites, I should say? She's my favorite. Her and oh. Wanda Wise, they're yeah. my two favorites. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I know that there was a lot of uh a lot of articles out about Janelle Monet being stormed. And while I love her, I just don't think that that's the role for her. Is it is it due to not having she she exudes a certain level of confidence and I appreciate that. Um I'm, as far as the acting, I'm not sure as of yet. I'm not really sold on it yet. I mean, I'm sure she has it, you know. But I don't know. I think it's not enough under her belt. Is that Could that be it? Her last video, or rather her last album, she made like a video for every song she did. Mm, yeah. And it was like a whole story, like a movie. So I don't think that it's not so much that she can't potentially act. Um, I just, she just doesn't, when I think of Storm, I don't think of Janelle Monet. Like, mm-hmm. she just doesn't give the same presence I feel like Storm does. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would like a more, I guess, sharp-featured um, individual to play Storm and a darker person to play Storm. Okay. So, yeah. I think the only thing I've seen Janelle Monet in, um, she's in that, uh, is it Amazon Homecoming? I think that's yeah, the only yeah. thing I've seen her act in. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the other young lady from American Gods. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, that's my, that's what I would like yeah, to see. Yeah. Storm, you know? uh, she has the look. She exudes that. The power, the, yeah. power, yeah. the sexiness, the, just the, the whole package. You know, uh, I remember when X-Men was first being mentioned, when Wizard World had a magazine, they had a Wizard magazine, and they used to do like fan casting. And one of their fan castings was for X-Men. Well, they nailed it with Patrick Stewart. He, yeah. at the time, was a shoo-in. And then they mentioned, as with Storm, they mentioned Angela Bassett. And even now, like, <laughs> I'm like, that if was, they were... I always said Angela Bassett. Yeah, even, even now. Like, if they did a Days of Future Past or anything like that that dealt with a older Storm now, she's the shoo-in. You know, you know... I'll be honest with you, she could probably pull it off now and now and it wouldn't even matter. You know? <laughs> but, but yeah, she was always a favorite of mine. So Yeah. I I think I mean Angela West was definitely my pick when it first came out. Um, especially when she was in Black Panther and mm-hmm. with the white hair. It's like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> missed opportunities. Exactly. But you know, uh I think if the if the actress from American Gods doesn't get it. I'm not really sure who I would want. Like, I'm just, my eyes are just kind of really on her. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> um, lately, there's been, well, obviously, with COVID-19 shutting everything down, mm-hmm. uh, it stopped a lot of production on a lot of films or a lot of film releases. It stopped a lot of production on TV shows, mainly uh, network shows like CW Supernatural, The Flash. Uh, I think the only one out of their CW lineup, I should say the CW, yeah, CW lineup, Black Lightning seems to be the only one that made it out. They finished an entire third season with no problem. And they they managed to nail it. Um, there's talk, uh, well, Falcon and Winter Soldier just picked up production. And I'm not surprised that they're not going to be released. Apparently, their release will be was to be next month in August. Now it's being pushed back, but I'm not surprised by being pushed back because they have some stuff in the fall. 
And then the rumor, the next rumor was WandaVision was supposed to be pushed back to 2021. Well, now that's been, that's not been confirmed. It's actually not, has not been delayed, which is good news. We get more Marvel probably in the fall more than anything. Yeah. You know, uh, I know there is going to be somewhere on their slate. There is at least one year in uh, between the next five years. If we make it, um, <laughs> we get at least five Marvel movies in one year, which oh, is wow. bananas. Yeah. I, I have no idea how they'll plan this one out. Um, are you looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier? I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to Winter Soldier. Um, not so much Bucky. Uh, <laughs> I just I don't know. I've never been. I mean, maybe it's because I didn't follow him too much in the comics, and mm-hmm. that's why I don't have the same attachment to him. But Bucky to me is is a uh, Captain America's you know Achilles heel. He I don't know. I feel like he got to slide with a lot of things that he did, you know, brainwashing or not. I was like, well, if you know he can be brainwashed, you need to put him somewhere. So he can be brainwashed again. Um, but they left him in Wakanda. So I'm assuming that he's fine now. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens, but it's kind of weird to have him around if he's around without like Steve Rogers. It's, it is like his, uh, I've always viewed him, especially from the film standpoint, I've always viewed him as Cap's connection to his past. Because mm-hmm. in all reality, everyone he knows is gone. You know, uh, they're died of old age, and he's really the last of his kind still sticking around next to Bucky. You know, and now, you know, after seeing uh, uh, Endgame, you know, now it seems like Bucky's the young one and Cap's the older one, you know, and, you know, Cap was always the older one at that point. So it's interesting to see what they have, especially after ending with Endgame, how they ended giving Sam the shield and everything else, and which I was always looking forward to anyway. Uh, that was a great read when he took over the the shield in the, mom, in the mantle because it addressed a lot of issues even issues that we deal with even now you know uh you know here here it is a you know i would remember reading in the beginning like people would always say that's not my captain america and i'd be damned if life is not imitating art there have been some fans who have said the same thing like i won't i don't want to watch the show because that's not my captain america i'm like well you're not a fan and for you to act in that manner kind of goes against what captain america really is you know, at the core of everything. So it's, it's interesting. What do you think, Lynn? Yeah, it's, I don't think it's, they're, they're trying to say that that particular character is not theirs without having to say that it's the black Captain America that they have a problem with. Correct. You know, because if you're really a fan of Captain America, it's not, you wouldn't, to some degree, you really wouldn't care who played him as long as he was played to the, the max extent that you know it's Captain America. So whether, you know, it wouldn't matter. I, I've always been a Captain America fan, even though I didn't get into him until later in life. But still, it's like, okay, whoever has the shield, I'm backing, you know, until you, unless you become a bad guy. But they're just trying to say that it, maybe it's the black guy that they really have an issue with versus, yeah. you know, Captain America. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is talked about, even it actually, it's something that has been rumored that they'll address even on the show. 
which is why they decided to bring in U.S. agent, you know, because they're just like, I'm like, well, Howard Stark made the shield. Tony gave it to Cap. <laughs> um, so technically it doesn't belong to the government. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you can't say who gets it at this point. Only Cap gets to say who gets it, you know, so um, WandaVision is going to be, it's still, it still remains to be seen that, you know, according to superhero hype, still remains to be seen that Marvel will also delay Loki. I'm not really sure. I'm actually looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. They're targeting the spring 2021, but they will, but Mar- uh, WandaVision is going to bring back several other MCU favorites, including Kat Dennis, Dennings, Darcy okay. from Thor, uh, Randall Parks, Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man. And Tiana Paris, who's the grown-up version of Monica Rambeau, which I have really been waiting for. <laughs> you know, especially out of the Lieutenant Trouble talk and everything else. And I'm like, you don't understand just how long this is going to, how, how far-reaching this really is. So there's a lot of, uh, I will have to say that I call them the, the, the Darvel series. It's, you know, Disney, Marvel, amalgamation word. And they are really setting a blueprint as to what they're doing. And if for those who don't know or won't see it until later in the week, uh, Lynn is wearing, is cosplaying as Wonder Woman right now. And speaking of, I've been waiting on this movie. <laughs> I'm glad they pushed it back. I need more time to finish my wings. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing the, you're doing the golden guardian version then. Yeah, I'm trying. I've, Wonder Woman has been one of my favorites since I was little. And so to finally get to see the Golden Eagle in a movie, I'm like, okay, there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing this, this one now. You know, my, I've learned some more um, how to do certain working with like foam and different things like that. So I have a little more experience with that. So trying to make these now, it's like, okay, I was pushing myself to do it in time for the movie coming out. I think it's supposed to be in July. And then yeah. they moved it, and yeah. they moved it again. So I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank it seemed you. like it seemed like they it seemed like they kind of went back and forth for a second there. So yeah, they were kind of holding hope to see whether or not they could edge it in there as soon as things got uh, got better. Right. What do you say, uh, Tranquil? Um, I'm excited for it for sure. The first movie, I I remember. Don't don't. Don't crucify me. Um, <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> when the first movie came out, I had so many, like, I don't know, misgivings initially about mm. it. Because, you know, Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman, I really wanted her to have an introduction that had nothing to do with a guy. And oh, unfortunately, that was the entirety of the movie. And, you know, for the most part, you know, outside of, like, the very beginning when you find out where she's from and everything like that. And, um, you know, and I think the actress, while super, super duper gorgeous and beautiful, and I actually think she can act pretty well as well. Mm-hmm. I just thought that body type wise, um, I would have expected a more athletically built actress, mm-hmm. um, you know, because she is, you know, an Amazon. So. Yeah. Uh, I just expected someone a little bit more beefy. Um, but other than that, I thought she did a wonderful job. Well, here, here, here's, some, here's, some, here's a little tip on that then. I don't know if this might sway you a little bit, but I think at the time she was just a couple of months pregnant wearing, yeah, 
So yeah. So no, it's kind she, of pushing the narrative of the the strong right. woman, which I you know, it's right. my draw. I I love that. It's my draw. Oh no, I absolutely like. I think it was just my initial like my first initial impressions of it. After I saw the movie, I was okay with it and everything. But like my first like sight of like Wonder Woman, I was like super mom. There was, and I, like, there that was, was just yeah. it. You know, and that was it. And um and when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, no, no, she's got acting chops. Yeah. I see that here. She's and then when I found out about her being pregnant, I was like, oh, so she's really going in. Yeah. And also I like, think <laughs> she, you know, she had to do two years and like in a, is like Israeli military or something. Yeah. Yep. Like that. So like she is a badass. So I think once I learned more about her, the person, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed I, I appreciated the movie way, way, way. Yeah. And this movie coming up, I'm I am not that familiar actually with this version of her, so I'm excited to see it. I think I think that's the thing they're going for. Like people are going back in time, so to speak. You know, you have Wonder Woman '84, you have Stranger Things that that takes place in the '80s. Uh, you know, you have Bill and Ted who have their third film coming out later this this year soon. I think I think next month. Um, yeah. And you even have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in their last season dealing in time, time jumping, you know. So I think people are starting to see, hey, like, hey we can we can get some story if we go back, you know. And this is true, you know, um, nostalgia purposes, you know, you have stuff like Godzilla and Kong, uh, all these things that deal, you know, the Joker film from last year, you know, which was very 80-ish. You know, they never really gave you a year, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just it was this different vibe, you know. So I, I, it, it's it's safe to say that they're trying to say, okay, yeah, we've seen how she started out. We've seen where she is now. Let's see where she was in between that time, and cover that ground. You know, I think one of the things they it's one of the things DC, the D, the uh, the DCU actually touched on, was or got right was her Shazam, Aquaman, you know, Man of Steel, you know, I can I can I can rock with Man of Steel. I can't really rock with Justice League <laughs> like I want to. Is it's just too jammed together? But it's stuff like that, you know. I think they're using the time to look at things a little differently and, and set it up a little differently. So, yeah. And speaking of Agents of Seal, what are you ladies watching to kind of pass the time in COVID world? Are we talking comics specifically or just anything? Comics, anything. <laughs> anything that passes the time to keep your interests. Hmm. I'm watching uh, Vikings, uh, which is a uh, a great show it's a it's a hard show to watch but it's a it's a great show like you got to be prepared like there it's a it's you got to be prepared like it's just like that. <laughs> you prepare for that show um dna as netflix original just came out that's mm-hmm. pretty good um and I haven't really rewatched any of the Marvel movies yet but I'm pretty sure the moment they release something or is going to happen I'll like uh, you know, do a marathon of all of the movies and things like that again. But I'm, I really am like nostalgically going to miss 
a lot of those characters from, you know, the original, you know, Marvel movies. Like, I have to give it to them that they picked, in terms of, like, cast, they really just did it right when it came to casting those characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I can only think of one person that I was just like, "Ah." but, like, for the most part, like, all of them were perfect, like, perfect like people hated iron man and then they made robert Downey jr iron man and now people love iron man you know what but, i mean and then so, the like, funny thing about iron man was <laughs> tony stark literally had the same life as robert Downey jr had uh-huh. these pitfalls had these issues he was literally the perfect pick because <laughs> <laughs> like who else knows about battling their demons but robert Downey jr you know yeah. so it, it, that, that was that was a good run. That was a good, very good, what, 10 very years? Good run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's amazing to think that it's actually been that long. I remember, like, when the first, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies came out. I remember those. And thinking that was, like, the beginning, like, the best thing ever. And now we have the Tom Holland ones, and it's a different story altogether. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love those now. It, it, yeah. it fits him so well. It's It does. Ridiculous. He's like the perfect, perfect Spider-Man. Like the fact the that they even, the fact that they even like, like in the first one, he's like, I'm not going to tell my backstory type of situation. Like they kind of <laughs> joke almost with it. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you don't know this kid's backstory by now, right. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. There's no need to tell that story over again. Let's move on from that. You know, what you right. think, Lynn? Um, or what do you I'm have on your list? A show called The Bold Type. It's uh, three young women in New York City, and it's dealing with their life and their how they're dealing with their career and life. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching that, and it just uh, ended sometime last week. But I've also watched all of the DC movies again: Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um, all of those. They were um, I know I have them on DVD, but oh, they're like you, down you, you in storage. <laughs> you know, they're down in storage. So when I saw that my on-demand actually had them that you could watch it for free, I was like, I watched them all probably over the week. Mm-hmm. I watched all of them. And after I finished those, and I've been watching like Luke Cage still on Netflix, going back oh, and watching, you know, some of the old stories because I still work during the day, but I need something else to kind of keep me active. So I'll turn those on since I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And then just it'll be background noise, and I'm still like, oh yeah, you know, I remember this part, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's a nostalgia thing watching those types of uh, shows and movies again. Yeah, um, I have been. Well, I'm actually watching Avatar, first yeah. the last Airbender. I'm actually watching that. I've finished uh, uh, Hero uh, Hero Academia a couple weeks ago. I love my son got me into that. That show's amazing. It's great. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> that show's amazing. You know, I had to call him because he's in South Korea. He's in he's a in military. I'm like, okay. I was like, the I think it was the second season, and Deku was always crying. I'm like, is this kid ever going to stop crying? He's like, don't worry, Dad. He'll get it. He'll get through it. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll roll with it. But it's it is it's a fun show. Um, I saved DC Legends of Tomorrow on purpose because I think it's probably one of the other few shows on DC that they're, they were able to finish their entire season mm-hmm. or close to it. So I I'm actually, I'll probably start that one up over the weekend. I'm like the third episode, the third or fourth episode in for this season. So I'll probably finish that off over the weekend and agents of shield, obviously, which 
that's fun. That's a heck of a lot of fun. Stargirl is really it's fun. Not bad. Yeah, Stargirl is actually really fun. And, and I mean, it's, you know, as people were saying, and I described it perfect to them, Arrow was their version of Batman. Yeah. Uh, the Flash was the antithesis to that. He was the lighter version, but then he started, you know, he's not dark like Arrow, but he has some issues, you know, some dark issues to deal with. Stargirl is the complete and total opposite end of the spectrum, but they deal with just, just these past, what, four or five episodes alone, you're dealing with some dark, you know, teenage type stuff, and they're just like, oh, wow, they're diving right in, but it's still very lighthearted. And and I and I enjoy that. Um, you ladies spoke earlier, or Lynn, you spoke earlier about building your cosplay. So this is the main part of our our uh, podcast, people. It's women of color in cosplay and in pop culture in general. So here we go, ladies. As Lynn stated, she's been cosplaying since 2013. Correct. Yeah, 2013, yeah. Yeah, and Anita, you, or Tranquil, you've been cosplaying for seven about years? About the same time. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah it's about the same time. 13, 14, yeah. Okay, so tell me, well, we'll start with you, Tranquil. Well, tell me exactly what got you into it. What are your highs, your lows? What do you like to see forward, your body positivity? Explain your cos gala as well. Okay, uh, so... I got into it, like, I've always been into Japanese culture, pop culture in general, um, ever since, I would say, like, grade school, yeah, for sure, and then when Toonami uh, started throwing all those animes on there, it really got me into it, you know, and I started doing things on my own. I've been going to cons majority of my life, but I wasn't cosplaying, um, and I went to Japan, and I lived there for about two and a half years, and while I was there... Um, I ended up getting into like some plays and and other type of art related theatrical things. And I picked up makeup that way. And I was like, okay, so this is a thing I do now. And then I did YouTube for a little while. That's a secret. I've hidden all my videos. Nobody knows them. No one can see them. Um, <laughs> and I entered a whole bunch of makeup contests to win my first, uh, to put together my first ever makeup kit. And um, I got home and I saw Yaya Han cosplay uh, Daenerys Targaryen mm. from the books of Game of Thrones. And like, that was it for me. I saw her and I was like, oh, wow, I got to get into this. I got to <laughs> do this. And with like the makeup background and like uh, the fashion shoots in the theater in Japan, it was kind of like a nice segue into doing you know cosplay because it requires makeup and photography and all basically all art is required when it comes to cosplaying so um it kind of just got it just was a nice little sequence for me to get into it um and like in terms of like being body positive um i didn't realize there was such a um gap between body types in the space until i got into the space myself Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel like I need to represent that anyone of any size and any color can cosplay whatever they want. And sometimes I think people need to see it in order to believe it. And so I'm trying to be that example. 
Well, I will say that from what I've seen over the past, we've been Facebook friends for for well, probably maybe a couple of years. And yeah. from what I've seen from you and people, you have to check out our page. It's fantastic. I love what you're doing. I love what you're putting out there. I love the positive angle you're showing. You know, it's part of that cosplay your way that like uh, Smoke is doing and Demetrius is doing, you know, all these guys, they're saying, hey, it doesn't matter what you look like, how much you weigh, what your color is. It's do you just do the character the justice you feel like you can do to it. And you're fine. Obviously, you have naysayers. It, it, it you know, it's an unfortunate thing in this in this arena, and this is your way of striking back, saying, "Well, you know, screw you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like screw you, Lynn. Thanks, how did you how did you start to get started? Um, I probably credit my mom um, in helping me when we were younger because she was really into superheroes uh, when I was little. So that's always been my thing: is just you you have a cape or you got a superpower or you in spandex, you know. I'm there for you. So when I started um, getting on Facebook, I joined this social media group and they were posting a lot of cosplayers, but they were really more anime related. And so that's what I thought cosplay was, was just something related to anime. And so I started seeing, I started seeing more people that were dressed as superheroes. I was like, hey, you know, maybe I could do this. And I wasn't seeing a lot of black people being represented, period. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't until I started cosplaying and getting into the community that I found other black people that were cosplaying because everybody else being showcased was wasn't a person of color so I was like okay even if you know people like oh well you can only do this type of superhero or only do this type of character I'm like why you don't tell anyone else you know especially not a white person a white girl you don't tell her she can only do these type of characters so I don't feel the need to have to limit myself to only black characters mm-hmm. i put on whoever that i can identify with or whoever i think i can embody so that the next little girl out there that was me that didn't see herself at all maybe she can see herself in me presenting that character you know out there however you know through social media or going to cons so that's why i started it that's why whenever i think about stopping i always have to put keep that in my mind that I'm hoping that there's somebody else that sees this and says, okay, I can do this too. That's yeah. good. Uh, who, well, obviously one of your favorites is Wonder Woman. I'll just say <laughs> <laughs> that would be an unfair question to ask, but who would be your second then? Um, my second is either Storm or Misty Knight. I've always liked I, uh, I Misty like Knight. She's always had that like 70s vibe yeah. with her. Even when, you know, they bring her forward in Luke Cage, you know, their current times, but she still is embodying. She's got the, you know, the big hair and everything that. like that. So she's still kicking with that 70s vibe. And I love it. I love, I love it. The, I think the only thing I didn't like they did how they did her was like they had her wearing the skimpy outfit. I'm like, she's like a she started out as a cop. And then she became a shield agent. And I'm like, you don't have the other shield agents dressing like that. You know, right. Put the sister in some some good gear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have her do that, but I love. Obviously, obviously, I love your Misty Knight. I remember asking you how you did the arm, and you explained it to me. Um, and your storms are are awesome. I I don't think there isn't a storm I've seen so far that I thought was bad from you I or think anybody my first else. One was bad because <laughs> it was so last minute. It's not what I wanted, and mm-hmm. it's like in my head, I'm like, okay, I want this piece and this piece together since I couldn't get 
one whole costume. But after I put it together, I'm like, this is not what I had envisioned in this costume at all. (laughs) (laughs) The pangs of being an amateur cosplayer in the beginning, I know. Uh, Tranquil, what are your first two favorites? Oh, man. I, f- I feel like that's such a hard question for me because like I don't know <laughs> if I have favorites. I have things that I feel like I'm more powerful in, um, I guess. I love that but- analogy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I tend to, I guess, gender bend often. Um, and I don't gender bend in the sense that I want to turn a character into a girl. I just am a girl cosplaying a male character. And that's just how I, you know, I go about cosplaying in terms of gender bending. And um, I would say Akuma has been quite a fun ride. Um, I had no idea it was going to get the reception. It was going to get like none. It it, it bleeds. (laughs) Just, you know, even when you're making the face and, I, you know, you're doing like the sneer and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just badass that's the, <laughs> i just love like it just it's coming out and i you know it just comes out and i love that you know lynn has this way of she shows like when she's doing her storm or her misty night she, the way she's like like when she does her misty night the late the way she portrays that or uses that arm and it's like yeah this don't, don't cross me, me. yeah <laughs> don't cross me you know and i love how you ladies are showing out and showing up uh explain your cos gala and how can they find you okay so uh the cos gala was actually a gala that i held in 2018 it was its first year this year was supposed to be another year but the world broke so you know <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll figure that out as time comes damn it barry uh, yeah right <laughs> right it's always very always um but basically it was a gala um to for all those interested in the arts um especially targeting people of color um uh, disabled as well as lgbtq um, members and basically it was a form of networking um networking within the arts where you get to get entertained enjoy fellowship with your you know your fellow nerds in a not so normal setting um, I happened to get the opportunity to go to Carnival in Venice um, some years ago, and I've always been in love with masquerade ball culture since. And I wanted to kind of combo like combo that love with my love of like pop culture and uh, mush them together. And it was quite a fun night. And a lot of people made the connections, and that's what I really wanted. I wanted people to connect to each other, to, you know, make more art, um, make more POC art, make, you know, more LGBTQ-friendly art, um, just to be, you know, together. This is supposed to be a community for, you know, for us to grow together, to be accepted. And I think that's basically where my gala was going. And... um, once the world isn't broken again, I'm going to have another one. So, <laughs> See, yeah. I remember one of the interviews you did, and I can't remember the character you were cosplaying as, but you were doing like this interview and you were talking about the body positivity and everything. It, it was outside and I think it was the pl- the pink blossom trees. Oh, yes, yes. I was Rose Armor Rose Quartz. That's what it was. Yeah, Rose Quartz. Yeah. And I remember hearing people in the background just like cheering you on. And I remember somebody like, you got it, you go. And, and I'm yeah. just like that's what it's all about 
you know, and I love that you have stepped out of that, that shadow, I guess, to show the world, Hey, not can, not only can you do this, but you can be a badass at it at the same time. And I, (laughs) I actually told my wife, I said, I would not be surprised if I see her like on the sci-fi channel makeup contests, (laughs) you know, you know, that would be killer. You know, because the stuff I've seen come from you was absolutely amazing. You know, and and I continue. I I, I implore you to con- on your. I congratulate you on your continued success. And uh, what do you have next if the world is ever pieced back together? <laughs> right. Um. So, uh, before everything went crazy, um, this beginning of the year during the Magfest Catacon time frame, I had made. Total Con because I'm super super duper into Mortal Kombat right now um that's like my game right now um and I just kind of want to go along the lines of just bigger builds I feel like I haven't done a big build in a while even though I did do Total Con this year um I want to do a another big build and hopefully it's going to be Hellsing related, if you've ever seen that anime yes, before. Yes, I, um, <laughs> I plan on being the illustrious Alucard, and yeah. so just be prepared for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lynn, what's next for you? Um, there's uh, J1 Studios. It's out of Philadelphia, and he's doing his BT Heroes. So mm-hmm. once the world comes back together, um, he has us all part of this, um, his virtual tournament. And he, it's kind of like the Power Rangers, you mm-hmm. know? And so he has different colors. And he also, he came up with a whole game surrounding the BT Heroes. And he's doing a Kickstarter starting in August. But he does want to do like videos and things with the, the heroes that are supposed to be inside the virtual, the virtual world. He wants to do that. So at that, and um, I think MechaCon is in September mm-hmm. that they're doing virtual this year also. And see, that seems to be the big thing is virtual. Um, As if for those who don't know and who are listening, uh, San Diego Comic-Con will be doing will be doing their first virtual Comic-Con next Thursday. Uh, I have to get more information on that one. But but here's the thing. It's free, you know, so you're not paying a hefty ticket. I would like to see as you and me were speaking, Lynn, uh, I would like to see how they would do their Hall H. You know, because there's still a lot of stuff to come out. Uh, one of the other things that they're hyping up is the release of New Mutants, which does not have a release date at this time. Um, but they do have a Q&A going on for that. So, you know, there's going to be more news for that to come. Just tune into the Blurred's Eye View website or uh, uh, Facebook page. And... How can anybody get in contact with you through social media? It doesn't matter. Uh, me, they can go to Purple Stargazer Cosplay on Facebook mm-hmm. or through Brown Legs on IG. And that's B-R-O-W-N-E-L-E-G-Z. And I've had that name since like uh, college. So <laughs> I just kept that <laughs> throughout. All right. And what about you, Tranquil? Um, I'm Trinkle Ashes on all platforms. Uh, Trinkle Ashes on Twitter. Trinkle underscore Ashes on Instagram. Trinkle Ashes with two S's on Facebook. Um, the Cost Gala, if you want to like learn a little bit more about the, uh, the gala itself, uh, you can go to thecostgala.com. It has its own website. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at so far. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Tranquil Ashes and Lynn Marie, aka Purple Stargazer Cosplay. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming onto the show and expressing the love of something that obviously we all share in cosplay. I hope to have you guys on again. And I hope to talk to you soon. I hope to see you guys when the world is put back together. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lynn, we'll be meeting up again soon, I hope. Uh, Tranquil, it'll be a first time for you and me, I hope. You know, so uh, we, we tend to go in the same circles, but this is the first time we've all actually been in the same <laughs> virtual room, room together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but thank you once again. Uh, everyone out there, you can listen to Blurred's Eye View on, you can watch Blurred's Eye View on YouTube. You can check out the Facebook page, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And once again, this is Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. Blurred's Eye View, out. Make sure to listen to Blurred's Eye View with your host, Chris G, on any of your favorite outlets, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to visit our website at blackgamutentertainment.com and get the latest on news on our podcasts, giveaways, and contests. That's Black Gamut Entertainment, G-A-M-U-T Entertainment.com. And thank you for listening.